Wikipedia, the wild west of the internet, with almost every piece of information real and imagined. Mixed with the nonfiction are stories of McDonald's on Mount Everest, or that one Chinese woman who wrote 206 fictionalized events of Russian history because she was bored of being a housewife. True story. Yet, there are some things you cannot find on Wikipedia of your language. And this is kind of true for all things across the internet. When researching about the Japanese World War II song, Sato no Aki, and its mandopop counterpart, Yojin Chueyen, as I changed the wording from English, Romanji, then to Mandarin, Chinese slash Kanji, then to Japanese, Hiragana mixed with Kanji, why are there four writing systems? As the language changed, so did the amount of sources as well. So today, I'm here to tell you the story of these two songs. A story or I guess probably more accurately, two stories you probably won't be able to find anywhere else on the English-speaking web. Note that a lot of these sources are translated using Google Translate, and although I avoided the Wikipedias, I do not believe any of them are academic. Most of the sources used for Sato no Aki were mainly small journals and blogs. For Yojin Chueyen, there were a lot of big sites like Baidu and Winter City that made it harder to find a cohesive story and caused my computer to crash. Even so, for the Taiwanese sources, it was a bit extra hard since I use simplified Chinese and they use um, traditional, so I had to do that extra translation. Because a lot of key words, like names and songs, were really nuanced to Taiwanese and Japanese, if it weren't for the fact these two languages or the alphabets are really similar to um, simplified Chinese, it would have been near impossible for me to find all these sources. Yeah, this episode was probably my hardest to make. Uh... Nobuo Saito was born 1912 in Gokita Nango Village, Chiba Prefecture, to a farming family. Fun fact, nowadays, Nango Village is called Naruto Town. Yes, I know it's probably spelled using different characters, but still, Naruto Town. Like his grandfather, he became an educator, beginning as a substitute teacher at a local elementary school. In the 1930s, he entered the Chiba Normal School, now known as the Chiba University Faculty of Education, Division II, and graduated in 1931 and returned to teaching at that elementary school. In 1932, he met Saburo Ichihara, a senior teacher at the Inai Elementary School in Chiba City, and began writing nursery rhymes. They're not really nursery rhymes, I guess, more like poems for children. This might either be like a cultural thing or like a mistranslation. I, I don't know. You'll see later what I'm talking about. At the onset of the Pacific War, this dude began writing war nursery rhymes, but he felt unfulfilled. So on December 21st, 1941, he went outside in the cold and looked up at the night sky of Makuhari, noting how the stars sparkled like crystals. Some of the kids he taught had dads drafted, so why not a poem about that? So he drafted a poem about an elementary school kid in the Tohoku countryside, writing a letter to his dad at war. This poem was called Hoshizukiyo, Starry Night, 
and he would end up mailing it, along with several other nursery rhymes, to Minoru Kainuma? Kanuma. Yes, this is totally the correct pronunciation. A composer he had met before, who kind of ghosted him. Saito would eventually forget about mailing these rhymes. This is Starry Night, not the painting by Van Gogh. Quiet, quiet autumn in the village, nuts on the back door, the falling night. Oh, my mother and just the two of us, boiled chestnuts, color pickup rice field. Bright starry sky, squeal of the night duck, the crossing night. Ah, that smile of your father, if you eat chestnuts, remember. Beautiful, beautiful coconut island. Protect me, please. Ah, good luck to your father. I'm alone tonight. Pray. If you grow bigger, it's a soldier. I'm happy. Hey, Mom, me too. Be sure to choose your country. Protect. I'm a vent for a moment. God, this translation was atrocious. Why did I, like, find four different translations of the same poem using the same software? This is, like, the Japanese writing system. Like, why? Why? My brain is in pain. No. <sighs> yeah, this poem was pretty nationalistic. Because Saito was pretty nationalistic. He would practice military drills and taught the kids that Japan was a sacred country and would definitely win, which is a quote, by the way, and also this one, let's all hold the gun, which, to be fair, a lot of teachers were doing. As the war dragged on, he began to expect defeat and decided that when the day came, he would retire from teaching, feeling responsible for the war and influencing the students with the imperial education he was brought up with. Back to the Minoru Kainuma guy. Known for composing children's songs, Osairo no Kagoya, Monkey in a Basket, and Anoko Hatare, that kid, which are honestly pretty bop. Like, I mean, A+, plus, 10 out of 10. Like, these are pretty amazing. Yeah, musically superior to Coco Melon, which is a pretty low bar, but again, why is this the second most subscribed to YouTube channel? Why? Yeah, um, Kainuma didn't really ghost Saito, he just left him on red. He thought Starry Night was too sentimental rather than militaristic, which is ironic since the poem was originally made to boost morale. Kind of like how the Nazis censored Lily Marlene, which I also made an episode on, you should totally go check it out. It's probably my, I think it's my fifth most viewed one. Yeah, it's pretty great. And other heartwarming songs. It was no longer possible to release nursery rhymes in Japan. In December of 1945, Kanuma sent Saito a telegram titled, There was no translation of this, Sugu o Ideka o Fuka Ainuma. Yeah, whatever that was. Kainuma had been asked by JOAK, aka Tokyo Broadcasting Station, currently known as NHK, to create a song to welcome home demobilizing soldiers, broadcast live from 
Urga Port. Kainuma informed Saito that he liked Story Night, just that he thought the third and fourth lines were unsuitable for returning soldiers. This time, he thought it was too militaristic rather than sentimental. Upon hearing this, Saito rushed to the Kawada family residence in Minamisakuma-cho, currently Nishishimbashi, where Kainuma was crashing at. The two of them got to work on the song, changing the end to Goodbye, Goodbye, Palm Island, I'm going home on a boat. Oh, my father, I am praying for you and my mother. Again, Google Translate, WTH. Honestly, we really need a good AI translator, something like ChatGPT, but for translations. Kainuma liked the new verse, but decided on the day of the broadcast that Starry Night was a bit stiff, so they ended up going with the title Village in Autumn. At 1.45pm on December 14th or 24th, got two different dates from two different articles, Sato no Aki was broadcast on the JOAK program Afternoon Encouragement for Compatriots Repatriated from Foreign Lands, sung by Kainuma's protege and a girl that he had guardianship over. I don't know what the official term is called. 11-year-old Masako Kawada, accompanied by the Tokyo Children's Choir. While this song was meant to be broadcast once, it was so moving that everyone loved it. The next day, JOAK received a ton of fan mail, and beginning on New Year's Day, JOAK continued broadcasting it for half a year on a program called Demobilization Diori. In March of 1946, Saito retired from his teaching position, but after the success of the song, he returned in 1947. As for Santo no Aki, it has been pretty popular there afterwards, being selected as one of the 100 best Japanese songs in 2007. Okay, um, so originally I was going to make a complete episode on both Sato no Aki and its Taiwanese counterpart, Yo Jin Chueyin, See the Smoke Cooking Again. However, while I did manage to learn more about the author and meaning of the piece, I was unable to find anything on the actual history of Yo Jin Chueyin itself or why the author chose to use the tune of Sato no Aki. If I do manage to find anything in the future, I will re-edit this episode, I guess. However, I don't expect that. But yeah, here's I have. Hopefully you guys are satisfied, and yeah. The author, Zhuang Nu, was born on February 22nd, 1921 near Longfu Temple in Beijing to a general father and mother from a wealthy and famous family. He had an older sister, younger sister, and younger brother. He was pretty smart and in high school was even offered to attend Peking University's journalism school. This was when Beijing was occupied by the Japanese during the Second Sino-Japanese War and his family fell into hardship, so he turned it down, secretly leaving his family before they could tell him no and joined the Kuomintang in their fight against the Japanese in winter of 1941. While crossing the Huanghe south, he was shocked by its beauty, so he changed his name to Huanghe to conceal his identity. In 1949, Zhuang Nu went home for the first time in eight years. This would be the last time he would see his parents, as he would flee to Taiwan. Even after the Taiwan and China 
opened cross-strait travel, he only managed to track down his younger sister. In 1978, Zhuang Nu would write Yo Jin Chui Yin, a song inspired by his nostalgic feelings about Lung Fu, Temple, Beijing, and the family he left behind. These themes are present across his other works, like Xiao Cheng Gu Shi, Small Town Story, Tian Mi Mi, Sweet Honey, and Hai Yun, Sea Rhyme, which were sung by Taiwanese singer Teresa Tung, or Dong Li Jing, one of the most famous singers across Asia. Yo Jin Chui Yin would become one of her biggest hits. In conclusion, this episode was hard to make, but it was pretty enjoyable. I liked learning about like stuff, and this is probably the only place, as I said before, on the English-speaking internet you'll probably find the stories. And yeah, and also about Dong Li Jun, she is, oh my god, she, I would suggest you listen to her, honestly. I like, she, she is absolutely, her voice is gorgeous, and she is one of my favorite singers. Like, she's up there with Vera and um, Edith Piaf. And, like, honestly, ask your, like, Thailandese grandfather, your Japanese mother-in-law, your Indonesian aunt. All of them would probably, like, know her name. And even if they don't know her name, they'd probably know her songs. Like I said, she was, like, huge, even in China. Like, there's actually a pretty funny saying that, like, pretty much translates to we listen to Dong Xiaoping during the day, we listen to Teresa Tung at night, which is kind of a play on words since the two share the same last name. Oh yeah, and I don't know why I'm mentioning this right now, but like, for both Chinese and Japanese, the last name comes before the first name, so like, Saito and Kainuma are both first names, assuming that Google Translate didn't mess the order of the words. Anyways, that was me fangirling for a moment. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode, have a great holiday, and bye! She